tonight you want to record a podcast? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Oh, should I take a sip? Wait, me too. Hold on. See? <laughs> oh my god. Now that we've been able to really wet good. our whistles. Yeah, now that we're all refreshed. All three of us. <laughs> hydrated ready to ready to do it it's so funny i noticed this the other day when you socially distance picked up your goodies it's so weird seeing someone like dressed for the outside world (laughs) because i'm like yeah Yeah, it is really weird isn't it weird (laughs) like i'm used to seeing everyone no makeup their hair not done like workout clothes Mm -hmm. like the normal thing and there's cat with like her nice little sweater and makeup yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, living my best essential yeah, life. That's nice. Um, great. This is the V Spot podcast, so Andy doesn't yell at us. Mm-hmm. Um, did we ever do that last time? Oh, I remember him texting and yelling at us, but I don't remember if we actually. Andy did nodded it. and said that we did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And we're a Fantastic. we're an essential best friend survival podcast that also does vegan things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we've really kind of strayed down the path towards the ish, I think. And now we're mostly just a podcast for best friends. Well, so and survival. That's the thing right now is like I'm not I think we're more all in survival mode versus vegan mode, you know? For sure. So for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um one day at a time, ladies and gents, one day at a time. Um and I'm Danny. And I'm Kat. And I think she's asleep. Oh, oh, I'm introducing myself. So I have to do that. Yeah. You guys aren't introducing me. No. Okay. I see how it is. And uh, this is Casey. Great. Hi. Hi. Yeah. So we're going to do our friends because this is a best friends podcast. And this is a nice way to yeah. stay in touch with people and talk and feel kind of normal. And uh, it's our podcast mm-hmm. and we can do whatever we want. So that's it. That's right. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. So what do we want to talk of, about? I want to talk about Doomsday Bunkers because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've been thinking about wanting to, to have one of your own or you're wondering like how all those Doomsday preppers are feeling right I'm, now or both? Both, but more, more so the latter. Mm-hmm. Like are they in their Doomsday yeah, Bunkers yeah. now? Yeah. yeah are sure. they really? I bet. Yeah. yeah. I bet they are because I bet they think that this is what they've been prepping for. Like they think I was right. Here we go. Me and all my cans of tuna or whatever the <laughs> well, here, well, here's the thing though, <laughs> because the reason why I'm thinking about it is if I had a dude state bunker and these things are expensive. They're expensive to yeah. have. They're expensive to stock. They're expensive to maintain. And I was thinking, you know, if I were a dude state bun- like bunker person I would be really torn in whether or not to like to to break break my doomsday bunker seal now Jim saying like well, and like the other thing with the bunkers is it's like do you do you go in and out of your bunker often or do you just go into your bunker and that's like it so like they're like I'm gonna go in until COVID-19 is done and so you won't see these people for five months or whatever or are they well, like peeking well, their think, heads like little groundhogs? I think you can be in there for, you know, the reason why they're so expensive is that you can be in there for like years and be fine, right? Yeah. 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 And it's like, um, what's that movie? Um, 
Oh, there's so know. many. Never there's mind. so many though. Oh, the clo- it's ten the, Cloverfield the one Lane. I'm thinking of is the Cloverfield mm-hmm. movie. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Dan Dan. What's um, his name? John Goodman, right? Yep. John Goodman. He played Dan <laughs> yeah, on yeah, yeah. Roseanne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. you get me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Dan from Roseanne. What's yeah. his name? <laughs> that was a good movie, but yeah, that was yeah, like yep. that. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen a bunker. Is it? Well, I don't. I don't. Are I think they bunkers in are ground? Like kind of hidden, though. Right. I think you can have different kinds, but I think they're you're they're discreet, hmm. so that you can't go yeah. rob them or whatever. For their resources. For all their toilet paper. Yeah. Oh, my God. Toilet paper is back, by the way. Is toilet paper back for you guys? No. (laughs) Um, It's back if you know how to find it. Like, if you go... Yeah, if, go if to you the, go to the market the in market. the morning, okay. then it's there. But if you go to the market after, like, 10 a.m., then, like, good luck to you. Huh. Okay. Because it's not there. Because we have toilet paper here now. But I don't know if it's just because I was there at a really no. good time no. or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, we get, like, a decent amount of paper products every single day. And by 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. gone. Oh, but who shops after 10 o'clock anyway? Eh, I, I don't know. That's a good question. Not people who are taking toilet paper seriously, mm-hmm. that's for sure. I shop specifically between <laughs> 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Because before 9 a.m., it's, like, mm-hmm. all the, the, older the, people, the yeah. vulnerable people. And then, vulnerable. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, it's, it's the quarantine lifestyle. I, don't, I go to bed at, like, 3 p.m., so I have to get my shopping done by 10 a.m. <laughs> Eat dinner by 1 p.m., you know? So It's true. Yeah, yeah it's, it's 100% That's what true. gives me the anxiety about, well, there's many things about leaving quarantine and COVID lifestyle, but that gives me a lot, a lot of anxiety. But that's one of the things is how do you adjust your schedule? Like, I've been forcing myself in part because I started a new job that um, I work 10-hour days and they start much earlier. So I am asleep every night by 10 p.m. and I am up every day mm-hmm. at 6 a.m. no yep. matter what. I've, I've been my keeping myself to it too. Yeah. Even if like tomorrow I don't work until 10, but I'm still getting up. I'm still gonna, I'm gonna make myself get up. I'm going to bed at the normal time. Like I can't mess around because it's hard. Like I'm not used to having to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Like that's not something I enjoy. So <laughs> I. And I can't do 10-hour days on five hours of sleep. Like, I can't do it. I learned that real yeah. quick. So forcing it. Welcome routine. to my life. Now you're just like me. That's true. <laughs> I think my life has been also more do- routine now than yeah. before. Yeah, I bet. Like, if you. I feel like it has to yeah. be. Just because, um, yeah, same thing, you know, because I feel like if I don't follow routine, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. My day is going to drag yeah. on. So um yeah. pretty similar routine to you i can do a 10 hour day with five hours of sleep but i don't know if other people can do <laughs> me <laughs> around me yeah i can't yeah, do it it's rough. yeah it, oh i like i mean no, no no like same thing like i can do it but come that like eight hour mark like the mark that i'm used to that's when i start going downhill and i'm like all right <laughs> this is like the longest day of my life please god let mm-hmm. it end so i'm trying to make sure i get enough sleep i also need to make sure that i'm like meal prepping because nothing is open you know what i mean so i can't like eat literally mm-hmm. anywhere so i'm bringing snacks and like trying to make sure i have food and stuff with me at work and it's a whole thing it's a whole different 
life I live. I now. think I want those gummies, those melatonin gummies that you have. I think I want some because, okay. like I, like I said, I was telling Casey before you hopped on, I have not been sleeping great, and like, well, early this morning. I'm guessing it was around four. I couldn't reach my phone because I had five cats on me and I didn't want to disturb them. And so I was just like, I can't sleep. And I laid there miserable, just staring at a ceiling. But at least my cats are purring, which is nice. But like, I need, I think I need some melatonin to like help me. Yeah. It's making me like toss and turn less. Like I wake up less during the night. Um, I have no problem falling asleep no matter what we've discussed this I can fall asleep anywhere at any time like on command (laughs) but it helps me stay asleep a little bit better I still wake up a bunch during the night but it's I think like calming my brain and I'm not so like mile a minute in my sleep that's what I also yeah because the the Pacifica ones are melatonin but they also have chamomile in them and they have elderberry and elderberry is a really good antioxidant so does it taste good i never got to taste them because eric failed his quest (laughs) (laughs) do they do they taste good they they taste okay they don't taste as good as sugar bear but they taste okay they kind of taste like a medicinal Mm. gummy like they're a little they they have a they're they're fine i like i wouldn't not take them because they're gross or anything but they're not as good as sugar bear is the price better than sugar bear so much they're like i think 15 dollars so i am not 100 percent sure what the count is i don't know if if it's a smaller thing i actually don't think it is i think it's a month's supply just like sugar bear but um yeah it's much less much Mm -hmm. less money well there's our sleepy time talk yeah i love sleepy Sleepy time time talk talk speaking of sleeping time talk the sleepy time tea is really amazing too so the other day, I know I gotta mm-hmm. start drinking tea. I had, I did the uh, melatonin, but like the boring pill form melatonin, and then yeah. um, I steeped uh, two sleepy time extra. So they have valerian in that. Mm. So you steep them, so yeah. it's really strong, and then you just chug it like a shot. And then, um, yeah, and then I uh, I put on my white noise, and that was out. That sounds yeah. lovely. Yeah. Maybe I'll start adding some tea into my routine as well. I've been doing like an enjoyable part of the routine. I've been doing afternoon tea about two o'clock every day. I've been enjoying an afternoon tea (laughs) and uh, a treat of some sort. Uh, Two o'clock is right around when I put my head down. Maybe a tea will help you. Two o'clock is smash my face (laughs) against the wall. Do you do 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 a, a black tea or do you do an herbal tea, Danny? In the uh, afternoon. It depends on how I'm feeling and what else I have to do. So like if I'm like, oh, we're going to record a podcast, I need to be like somewhat functioning, then I'll do like a black tea. It won't it won't affect me that much. Um, But I think we did. Oh, well, I had a bunch of chamomile the other day because those donut holes that I gave you, Kat, were chamomile tea. And so I had like a bunch of that. Uh, and that's nice if I want to take a little nap or relax, but it all depends on my mood and what I have to do in the evening, which sounds crazy because I'm in quarantine. So you'd think I wouldn't have to do much, but yeah. I don't know. I love tea. So it doesn't tea all the time. S- spill agreed. the tea. Yes. And maybe I can learn to ship donuts and ship Casey some donuts. 
Yeah, I'm like oh looking God, at your donuts so and I was being really mad. And donuts are like those donut holes. Oh, they look so good. Donuts are like the one thing that I probably would never make at home because mm-hmm. I don't like frying things because you have to fry them, right? Yep. Yeah. I didn't I love like a fear of fryer good. oil. I also do. Um, I and made that Andy is going to like spill all over and. Yeah. Could you air fry them? Mm, It wouldn't have the same like crust. I bet there's like a recipe though for air fried donuts. I bet there's. Oh, yeah. There's definitely going to be. I got, I I made Andy stop working when I had to do the frying and supervise me. I had him show me (laughs) because I was like, I'm going to die. And so I watched him do it and then I did it. But like, I would need him in the room because I'm also very afraid of frying oil. Like anytime we do French fries or anything like that, yeah. I make him do it. Oh, yeah. I used to fry pickles all the time. And then like I got burned a couple times and I just don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like my thing. I used to fry pickles all the time. I would like someone else to fry pickles for me. I actually want fried pickles now, Andy. Yeah. We have some homemade pickles. We You're could welcome. fry them. You guys just have like homemade pickles and donuts and like what is this commune that you live on? Because I want to like what bunker is this? Because I'm going. This is what like this is why when everyone's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" and I'm like, "I have filled my days with donuts and scones and just bagels and making things." The scones Thank are you. good too. Like left and right pickles. Yeah, they're all, they're both gone. Well, now, yeah, I ate the other one this morning. The rest yeah, because Maureen took a bike. I yeah, ate it this morning. Yeah, I ate the rest of my other scone and the last three donut holes this morning. So I still have the chocolate covered donut and the sprinkles. Donut. I have to. I have to make that's more scones left. because someone ate two. Who is that? Someone? The dog. <laughs> oh, they were the dog there. got onto the counter. He's been very ambitious he lately, so he deserves two scones. Okay. I was so mad. Yeah. Andy was not as mad as I was about that, but uh, I was like, fucking scones. So I'll make more. And then maybe I can drop some more off to you, Kathleen, outside of your house. Be- we can, we can, we'll just trade on and off. We'll yeah. just, <laughs> you come here, I go there, we yeah. meet in the middle of the road. It's fine. You can start just doing like geocaching, but like geocaching <laughs> with scones. Oh, Yeah. Well, I have to make extra now, though, because I, I can't just make food for Kat. I've learned now my lesson that I have to provide at least one item for each member of that household. There, there has to be, like, a trick one for, for Maureen. <laughs> so, like, a decoy scone where she thinks she found the stash, but it's the fake stash. It's so true. That would be really funny. Maybe I could prank so her true. or something, like, put one that's, like, super salty or, like, really not good tasting, and then she'll learn her lesson and she won't go back. <laughs> or like there's like a like a like fortune cookie but there's a note in there that's like hi Maureen. <laughs> hi Maureen. How are you Maureen? Did you find the camera yet? <laughs> Look behind funny. you. Oh man. The skills are coming from inside the house. <laughs> oh, God. oh man so you're gonna make the scones and then cat will eat the scones and then i will just live vicariously through either one of you mm-hmm. for yeah. whatever step i can doing. if you want casey i can send you the video of me eating a donut that i sent <laughs> to danny and andy yes <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. 
I'll, I'll send you videos of me eating noodles. I've been making a lot of those. I've tell tell me about the noodles. In my entire life. I like, um, I want to know about the noodles. I want to know. It looks like a, sh- like a shower jelly, to your point, Kat. It, it really does. Or like the yeah, jelly face mask. It's like a I, jelly noodle. It's it's like a no-need noodle, so you don't like fuss with it or anything. But you take um, – so I didn't know this until recently, and I've eaten seitan my entire life. But when you make seitan, you know how like you wash it? You see mm-hmm. my hands and washing yeah. it? So you wash the whatever, the flour out of the seitan or the stuff. Um, the water you have left, you could let it sit and the flour in there sits to the bottom and then you make noodles. Oh. So you make noodles out of seitan water. What's, oh, I didn't know that. What's the texture yeah. on the noodles like? Like is it like- It's kind of like a, um, like similar to like rice noodles, kind of like pho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're a little bit like. chewier. They're a little bit more like kind of see through it, but they're thicker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you basically um, I'll send you the recipe. You basically take um, if you have bread flour, if you managed, do you have bread flour? You have bread flour. Yes. And like pumping out all these baked goods. Yeah. But I had to I had to like get bread flour from the black market and traded like <laughs> my kidneys for them. I it was insane. Yeah. But um, uh, you take bread flour and you mix water into it until it becomes like a a very watery paste. And then you pour that into a pan. Like a, I used a pie pan. And then you sit that on top of simmering water. You would steam it and cook it. And then you cut it into noodles. Oh. I'm... It's, it's an – it's a – strange process but it's it's kind of fun so that's why i've been doing them i may okay. have to try this yeah you'll have it's a fun process it definitely was a good project for a few days and then we couldn't eat noodles anymore so I just to <laughs> <laughs> well see maybe to pass to pass the time well like this is the other thing this is why a i love cooking for other people but b i need to because there are only two of oh. us in the house and so i make donuts in it's a big batch or if i make noodles and i make a big batch i'm like what the hell am i gonna do with all these so maybe i can make noodles and bring you noodles too kathleen yeah hey i'll take whatever i'm down for her your nudes that's why kind of knew that anyone ever wants that's why this relationship is great i make the food she eats the food and it works really well that's a good relationship yeah it's ideal honestly yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) So make sure when you stock your bunker, you have lots of bread flour. Yeah. It'd be good. Lesson yeah. learned. What would your bunker have? Mine? Cats. It would have, yeah, it would have all, like, a lot of kitty litter and cat food because I got to keep <laughs> cats happy. It's true. It would have um, endless boxes of cookies and bags of chips, <laughs> bread, and some sort of device. I would need to be able to toast the bread, so I would I'd need electricity, or I would just need, like, a blowtorch. Blowtorch, yeah. <laughs> so can... Well, no, no, no. This is, like, a nice bunker. These are, like, the oh, bunkers okay. that you see on those bunker shows. Okay, great. So then I would definitely like... need a toaster because sandwiches. Like, I could not – I would need bread and bagels and all of the carbs so that I could have sandwiches and bagels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would need coconut water for mm-hmm. sure. 
Um, I'm a pretty simple person, man. (laughs) You probably need your spin bike. Yeah, yeah. I got my new new pedals came in the mail today so I can um, stop spinning like a peasant and clip (laughs) in. (laughs) Um, So I'm very excited about that. Um, Yeah. Mine is just a wall of oat milk. Oh yeah, oat milk. Yeah. I would need oat milk. One. Oat milk. I would need those little those little wee yogurts. Yeah. I like eat like two a day. I yeah. can't stop. Um what else? Uh I don't know. What else would I need? Cucumbers and ranch dressing. Fix Mine would have a lot of that like vegan tikka masala from Trader Joe's that we were just talking about oh, earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of those. Those are good. Yeah, those little tiny good. samosas, I got those too. Mm-hmm. Little tiny vegetable samosas they have that's bite size. Mm-hmm. Mine would just juice. be Trader Joe's. Can you just you like my luxury con, my luxury bunker would just be Trader Joe's. Yeah, that's totally fair. That's everything I need. Well, there you go. There's the name Anything of the else? episode: your luxury bunker. <laughs> luxury bunker blankets i would need a lot of blankets and pillows oh, blankets and pillows yeah you're right like not just like functioning one blanket or two blankets and a pillow i would need like no an obscene amount yeah yeah for sure <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah so um part of my night routine now is that i i roll my entire body or i roll my bath mostly with two tennis balls Mm-hmm. And um, and it does really an amazing job, kind of like relaxing you because it's like getting a massage right before bed. But then I, what I also really like to do is while I do that, I put a blanket over myself while I'm on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and so up until yesterday, I was able to do this in privacy, <laughs> just you know by myself. It's fine. It feels really nice. You know, like when you get a massage, they put a blanket over you. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's a pretty sure. heavy blanket. So that's why I did that because it was like I was getting a massage from my tennis balls with myself. And so <laughs> up until yesterday, Eric didn't have to see that part of me. <laughs> Eric is my spouse. Um, and he walked in yesterday and it was, it was a moment <laughs> in our relationship. I think he was concerned. I think I he had very complicated it. emotions. I believe he took pictures too because he's you're like, oh my God, what is happening? And he took a bunch of pictures. He, he showed it to me this morning. But um, what it basically looked like was like, like I was murdered and I'm sitting on a slab and I have the blanket over me and that's the part where like the other character would come and say like, yes, that is her. Um, is, the, is the blanket over your face too? Like it's all the way up? It's like up to here. Oh, okay. <laughs> here as in like my neck. And I'm like, I have the tennis balls underneath. But I'm on the ground. I'm on the floor. Sure, it's, right. It has to be hard. I can't do it like on the bed. So... You should try that. You guys should try that tonight. It's really nice. I'll have Just... to see if I can find a tennis ball. I know we have tennis balls, but they're covered in like dog drool. Oh. So, well, if you're doing <laughs> you, if you're negative. doing your back, you need two because you need one on either side of your spine. Okay, and it goes down, so you're really balanced. Well, I mean, I more or less buy something at work every single day, so tomorrow I'll buy some <laughs> tennis balls. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I literally am buying I buy something almost every single day because I'm like oh today I need this and oh tomorrow I need that like it's just it's obscene it's stupid 
Snacks. I imagine snacks are your downfall. Yeah, I have like a I have like a whole stash of snacks in my car. And then you're gonna have an office though, and then you can stash uh, in your office. Praise be, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna do that like um <laughs> like the George Costanza thing where you just hide under your desk and you just eat <laughs> Yes. Hundred percent. Yeah. You have a pillow <laughs> yeah. in there too, a pillow and a blanket yeah. and just yeah. hide down there. I just figure chips. I'm gonna keep the door closed a lot so people will assume I'm having important private conversations <laughs> and I'll just be eating chips. <laughs> important chip conversations. That was me yeah. at Capital Roots. I was always like on the floor under my desk mm-hmm. with my snack drawer, like hiding yeah. somewhere. Like everyone will definitely know that I'm the girl with the snacks. So like, oh, you need a snack? Go to the HR office because she's always has snacks. Yeah, be you like that teacher. You can't be like that because then you'd have to share your snacks. Yeah, I guess that's true. But then, but then they'll be like, oh, she's a vegan. She's not gonna have good <laughs> snacks. <laughs> Her well, snacks but then are gross. Then you get like a decoy snack stash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going yeah. back to the topic of decoy foods. So you have a decoy snack stash right. and it could be like yeah. okay snacks so you don't get – Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Or yeah. just like – yeah, just get like a thing of kale chips and like the dried chickpeas <laughs> or something like that. Put it on top. One. Yep. Put it yeah. on top and yeah. hide all the good stuff underneath because someone will yeah. see kale chips and be like, ew, fuck that. I don't oh, want your snacks. God. No, yeah, kale chips are so too gross. good. I no, love- kale chips are too good. You have to get like um I don't like, think like the the like public, saltine though. crackers. <laughs> or snow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Or um the seaweed snacks. Uh yeah. oh, I love this, but like it has the most unappealing name ever. But digestive cookies. What's oh, it called yeah, digestive no, cookies? I, I don't know, but I actually like them too. Yeah, I like them a lot. And, I don't know if I've yeah. ever had them. But you have, you know, you have. Like, if you look, if you look it up, you you have. They're like, it's a common snack. It's like the what's it called? It's like Benita or something like that. Oh, Belvitas. Yeah, like Bel- Belvita. Benita. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Belvita. Like- Zahn. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I love Belvitas. Those are delicious. Yeah. Okay, okay. Also, maybe that's too good of a snack because apparently it ruins them. Yeah. You have to be like like dry chickpeas, but you made them at home. Mm-hmm. Those are and good then, too, though. <laughs> but like the <laughs> general public just, won't think so. I just love snacks too much, I think. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to think of bad snacks. And it's really hard because all snacks are good. You know? Yeah. I think That's if you did like saltines, seaweed crackers, kale chips... Things like that on top. Oh my god, I love seaweed crackers. I love this. I mean, I love all these things, but we have good. I'm taste. trying to think of like like things that are as dry as saltine crackers. Like the drier, the better. Just like instant all the moisture. Like in your mouth. like like little bags of oyster crackers that you <laughs> yes. get to go with your soup. <laughs> You like just have little individual bags. Crackers. You just have like like a big I've saved bowl. them. Like you have a big bowl, like people normally put candy in there, but you just put saltine crackers. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's all the crackers, crackers that I've I've saved from yeah. all of my various restaurant <laughs> trips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and those candies, those um, uh, do they even have a name? You know, those mints that you get from the little mints. Yeah, but, yeah. but they're soft. The yeah, soft the ones. Li- yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. Those be the are best. those are so 
How do you guys feel about those? Because I think those are so bad. But I, well, depending on which ones you're talking about, because I feel like there's different ones. The ones that are like just in a bowl, like the little like pastel, the pastel softens. No, the ones that's or like, like the red, pepperminty ones, the red and white ones. I think they're normally red and white, but the, the, my do they melt with them, in your mouth? Yes, they're like the soft, chalky ones. See, I kind of like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everyone like them? That's why I asked because like, I, I kind of like it. I like them. They're like them. super minty mm-hmm. and they melt in your mouth. Yeah, they're I like both a, like the texture and the taste. They're like like dry toothpaste. I don't see kind of nice. I don't like. What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Okay, so you can like keep mint. those in your offices <laughs> or like um, uh, circus peanuts. I used to love circus oh, peanuts too. I used to fucking yeah. love those. I know that they're terrible, but I used to love them. Mm-hmm. Or, um, mm. oh, my God, what are the things that you get uh, a lot of times as wedding favors? The, like, almonds. Oh, the... Joy, uh, almonds. Uh, D- oh. Jordan almonds. Jordan almonds. Yeah. Mar- Mar- <laughs> yep. Yep. Disgusting. You're right. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. There winner, winner. Yep. So you just have a bowl of oyster crackers, a bowl of that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then some salty crackers. Yep. And then you're good. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Jordan almonds are disgusting. Yep. <laughs> there you go. See, I'm telling you, that's that's like the key right there. And no one will ever come bother your snacks again. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. It's one time. One time. Yep. Yeah. That's all it Those takes. are your decoy snacks. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep like sniffling into the mic. Where's the mic? I'm going to sniffle real close to it. So it's ASMR. I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> so allergic the i've taken all the, the allegra in the world i'm still allergic it's like 11 o'clock what time is it oh, is it like nine o'clock at night I'm <laughs> like what what's the deal what and you can't even like not enjoy but like you can't even just like exist in your allergies because if you do go anywhere like i know if i go to the store i'm like if i even oh, yeah. begin to cough like even if i have like a dry yeah. spot in my throat and i just need to like <laughs> Yes. People like look at you and you're like, okay, I literally just had like a yeah. spot in my throat. No, good. As they, then they I will feel, keep their distance. As soon as I feel the sneeze tickle, I take like 10 steps back. I excuse myself from the room. Mm-hmm. I have to like go sneeze in private. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. It's crazy. I go, I go out with Eric and he also, he has like a pretty bad allergies, but he, it, for him, he coughs. So every time he coughs, he like kind of like says quite loudly, maybe to himself, but hopefully for everyone else to hear. He goes, "It's a, it's not a dry cough. It's a wet cough. It's a very wet cough." <laughs> <laughs> All of my stories evolve around my interactions with him because he's my quarantine person. Yep. All that I have. But yeah, yeah. no, allergies are bad. My one eye, my left eye, is permanently weeping. It's just like permanently just tears come out of it mm-hmm. i mean emotionally that, too but like <laughs> yeah i've i've developed a pretty consistent twitch in my right eye <laughs> <laughs> okay. well that's not allergies <laughs> no no it's sure not um it it lightened up yesterday it's been pretty light today but it'll definitely be back by the weekend okay. so i'll like send you a video so you can see it happening it's pretty aggressive <laughs> and it's not just like a little bit. It's like pretty consistent through the whole day. <laughs> Are you, is it because you're drinking lots of caffeine? 
No, it's a stress thing. Yeah. So you're gonna be So you're gonna be more caffeine than normal. So, so you're you're the eye twitching, saltine cracker giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think office. it's I think it's both stress and that I'm looking at a computer way more than I used oh, to. It's yeah. like a big part of my job now. Um and so I think it's a combination of both. You need to get those glasses that all the kids have. Oh, the blue light glasses or whatever. I thought that my Warby Parker had blue light protection, but I have to double check. They might, that might have been an upgrade. So I'll have to like check on that. But Mm -hmm. anyway, I would do so much to not have allergies. Mm -hmm. I would do so much. Do you guys like, I don't know if this is real. So, you know, don't laugh at me. If you are a scientist, ignore this part. But a couple of years back, um, wasn't there like, you know, you can you can put hookworms in your body and it would help you not have allergies? You guys heard that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Danny just got really close to <laughs> the camera because she's yeah, super Danny's intrigued. like, but I, I actually, actually had this done. <laughs> I think I have heard that. Like, I'm not. I did not get super close to the camera because I'm not <laughs> shook by this information because I think I have heard that. <laughs> but you, you put hookworms in your body and... For allergies? You know, yeah, because I, something about, you know, in order for them to survive in your body, they have to see something. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Don't click on images. Public studies have shown that hookworms can cure or alleviate allergies such as inflammatory bowel disease and food allergies and even asthma. The worms produce saliva that changes your immune system to stop your body overreacting to things that cause allergies. Mm -hmm. It's also there's also an article on NPR about it and medical news today. There's a whole bunch of stuff on the Internet. Is it are those are these articles a couple of years back or are they uh, 2008, 2016, hmm. 2012. There's a variety of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so where do I get my hookworms? Uh, this guy went to Mexico. I was going to say, PR article. you could probably ask the same people who you can get bread flour from nowadays. It's like a black market. <laughs> thing, <you know? laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, hookworms, no problem. It's not like red flower. That one's hard to get. I, you know, I'm glad that it is a thing, but I'm no less shook by that. You know, I'm just like, (laughs) it's a thing. Well, but like hookworms are so tiny, though. It's not like having a tapeworm in your body. Gross. (laughs) You can have both, I guess. I don't know. Can you have both? Probably. I don't see why not. The more the merrier. (laughs) You have one worm, you might as well have them all. I mean, it's a few worms. And, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship because the hookworms, you know, that's where they're supposed to be anyway. And Mm -hmm. everyone gets a little bit out of the relationship. So, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm good. All right. I'm ordering hookworms (laughs) on Amazon tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, man. It'll get here in 2020. They're on Prime. <laughs> Days also don't mean anything because we were supposed to get things on Thursday and Friday delivered from Amazon Prime and they came yesterday and today. And so the whole like, what day yeah. is it does not help I when know. Amazon says 
your thing will be here on Thursday and it shows up on Tuesday and you're like, oh my God, what it, what day yeah. actually is it? But yeah, I, I am working and I still have no idea what day it is. Yeah. Ever. No. I, um, I did get my 10 pounds of wax to make candles. So that's going to be my, oh, next you're making candle. candles now. Yep. This is a good bunker. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Are you putting essential oils in them? Yep. Young Living Essential Oils. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm going to Danny's bunker. When you can make nice macrame hangings for the wall, so it'll be really pretty. It'll be so nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have, like, the most, um, like, anthropology-style bunkers. Yes. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. We can get those um, Jim Baker's Buckets of Soup. (laughs) <laughs> i'm sure i've talked about this before this is not a new thing i'm obsessed with his buckets of soup and his buckets of food have you guys seen seen, seen, seen i don't think i've ever heard you discuss no this. i've never heard what? you talk about this i feel like i've heard most of your tangents but i don't <laughs> know if i'm familiar with this it's one it's my absolute favorite thing in the world so he sells these um uh, he has these infomercials where he sells buckets of food for your bunker. But but these are for people who um, think, like, the world is ending because, like, Jesus. Right. Or the Antichrist, I guess, the anti-Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they have these bunkers and, like, they have these – he has these buckets of food. And it's, like, buckets of soup or stew or you can get, like, a bucket of, like, waffle breakfast combinations and he like the audience is sitting there and they're all like clapping and then he he like ladles the food out and he feeds it to the audience it's amazing this is a a, an infomercial thing yes it is like the crown jewel of all infomercials (laughs) if you are an infomercial connoisseur (laughs) this is you've seen this before it's not going to be news for you and and then like a guy comes out in a hawaiian shirt and he plays the guitar and he sings a song about the world ending but it's kind of like a jimmy buffett song but it's about the world ending and like how everyone's gonna be engulfed in flames except for them because they're gonna be in their bunker eating their bucket of soup um and also when you're looking it up right now they're the bucket of soup (laughs) are you know jim's gotta make his money somewhere right so like the buckets of soup are like pricey Okay, here we go. Apocalypse Chow. We tried. (laughs) (laughs) Televangelist Jim Baker's survival food. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, this guy. Oh. Oh. Did you know he was involved in a sex scandal? He was, yes. It was like him and like a bunch of other. He was married. Oh, my God. He's Mr. Tammy Faye Baker? Yes. Oh, oh. It's, Mr. oh. <laughs> it's Mr. Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, Tammy Faye Baker. Mm-hmm. Two Ks. Oh, Two Ks. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what he's doing now, selling buckets of food. And like, I just want to be on his payroll. How can I work for him selling buckets of food? I bet he's selling a lot right now. Wow. Buckets of food. <laughs> Cat's face. She's just like <laughs> she's like enthralled by these buckets of food. Are there pictures of them ladling the food out to his audience, and they're all looking at it like it's like they're just so amazed by these buckets of food? No, um, not on no. this. 
But it I... says, um, it's awful. It's trash. Greg Lauro, a chef who lives and works in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> well, Greg, like, obviously. This it is tastes like paper world. mache. It tastes like paper mache. A bathroom at a bar at the end of the night in a college town. <laughs> Greg, you're missing the point. You just eat it, enjoy your bucket of food, enjoy its gelatinous, jiggly oh. Oh. form. Wow. <laughs> ah, I, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. they use wow. even though animal fats make a cheaper and more flavorful base. There's no way that will work. We use a vegetarian base. There you go. Oh, so we oh, could really we tied it back in to being vegan. Wow. Well, are there any, ve- are there any all, vegan options? Not all products are well, vegetarian. There's gotta be like a but, vegetable soup. Um, the creamy stroganoff ingredients list of vegetarian beef base. So, at the very least, it looks like there's some. Vegetarian. Ugh. Um, he did make the stroganoff on his infomercial, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Looks amazing. Did, were you watching a bunker I just show? My headphones out of my head from like no, I was watching infomercials. Oh, you don't all do this that. Excitement. I no, but like specifically but, his for the 80th time. Between the infomercials thing and now. When you said luxury bunker show, like, is is that a thing? Like, is there a show about bunkers? I saw it on... It has to be, like, a TLC show or something. Wait, is now, it... Didn't the, didn't the guy from Dark Tourist go and visit with some doomsday preppers? I think what so, but I don't think they're... Of? I don't think they're luxury bunkers, though. I think those people just, like, live in they dirt, were doomsday dirt preppers. bunkers. Yeah. 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 No, they were just doomsday preppers, and they had, like, they literally practiced every day I, what they were going to do. I think there is a show on Netflix that is um, called, uh, I think there like, is Doomsday two, Bunkers or something like that, and it's, or Doomsday Preppers about these people. But the the ones that I'm thinking of are, um, there's a show on Netflix, it's actually a really cool show called uh, Pool Interiors, or or, or yeah. amazing interiors Do- or something, and they Doomsday they had an Peppers episode is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, hmm. but but the luxury ones are on amazing interiors, and they were like, it's like this company that made luxury bunkers. Interesting. And, and you and your family of five can go and like, it looks like a hotel room, but you just live there forever. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's what we can put our stimulus checks towards is a luxury yeah, bunker. Yeah, I'm, li- I'm not living in a dirt bunker. <laughs> Only the best. Yeah. Only the best. I have to, like, I have to make sure that my buckets of food are going to be <laughs> able to be stored in a nice pantry. Right. I have to be able to serve my buckets of food into some nice... <laughs> Oh my god, Dishes wait, coffee. We never mentioned coffee in the bunker. I can't well, live without coffee. My entire bunker yeah. is made out of coffee. <laughs> well, with the stiff See, with the stiff peaks that I create on my be. whipped coffee, I could literally build like furniture out of it. It was very See, solid. I love coffee. I have coffee every day. I love coffee, but I could live without coffee, 100%. No, I, I cannot I live without coffee. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd be I- fine. Oh yeah, no. I drink I, coffee more as a routine than a necessity. Like I don't, I don't need it. I just like it. If that makes sense. 
Yeah. No, bye. We have way too much in our little coffee corner routine that if I had a luxury bunker, I would take at the minimum that with me. Nope. Yeah. You, if we were in a bunker together, you would pray to goddess that there is coffee. Oh, yeah. You need coffee. Yeah. No. If there's one (laughs) thing I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'd be like. you told me that there was a coffee shortage in North Carolina, I would get in my car right now because that is drive, like, uh, drive. the whole other pandemic would hit this country. You would drive, get in your car right now and drive the opposite direction of me so that you are not coming towards me in any way, shape, or form. No, I would do a service to this country, mm-hmm. the red, white, and the blue. I yeah. would stop at every grocery store from here to North Carolina and buy one bag of coffee at each stop. It's- and, so, and yeah. ensure <laughs> that the world never sees the fate of you without coffee. I have never seen I have never seen my husband move so fast as the one time when I'm grinding. We actually had a house guest at that time too, a couple of years ago, and I was grinding coffee and the coffee make the coffee grinder just went over and then like the motor died and I can't grind coffee anymore. And I believe I don't remember what exactly I said, but I must have screamed something <laughs> really terrible. And mm-hmm. Eric runs in, he sees the situation, and he grabs our house cast and he goes, We're going to target right now. <laughs> like a min- within a minute time frame. He went from seeing the situation to our house guest, went to Target. Well, I remember when Eric was living in Troy and you came to visit him and he didn't have any coffee and you lost your mind. (laughs) No survival skills, this man. Does he understand? It's because he knows he'll be at work at like five in the morning, so he won't be around when when I wake up and find out (laughs) there's no coffee. Thank goodness for Superior. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Superior saved the entire city of Troy (laughs) from what could have been a very bad situation. Yeah. 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 Man, thinking about it, you swung from one end to the other. You went from not living with your spouse to visiting him to now you are stuck with him and only him. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was a, you know, it's an experience. I mean, you're in the same boat as me, so. I am. I mean, anyone who's quarantined with another human being right now is in that same boat. Mm-hmm. Like that meme about, like, I, that. did I send you guys the meme about the game my wife and I are playing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing yeah. it this, doing way? this yeah. way? Yeah. Yep. Basically, <laughs> there are no winners. Yep. Basically, my life right now. Yep. Why are you, why are you... Just why are you? Yeah. Why are you? Why why you be? Yeah. yeah. We have lots of rooms in the house. And he works, so so he at least, you know, is like occupied doing stuff for most of the day while I'm there while I'm making noodles. That's what Andy's doing. He's working. Mm-hmm. I shut him he's in the dining room and I shut the French pocket doors to my library and kind of shut him in as best I could and yeah he's working away typing his little computer while I'm making donuts or whatever so wait what are we talking about today <laughs> <laughs> well um 52 minutes in <laughs> okay yeah I was like wait a minute luxury bunkers <laughs> yeah yeah um did you happen to um watch any more tiger oh, king Casey I didn't I told you That's I okay. would 
but I failed. I'm, I mean, I, I Kat tried to. She's like, should I watch I more? And I was like, yeah, you should well, do you, that because I'm not doing it. <laughs> you went further than watched, me, right? You did two episodes. I watched, I watched mm-hmm. three and a half. Oh, you um, watched three watched, and a half? Yeah, because I watched another Watch full episode yesterday and then I watched a half of an episode. But the is third it, is it episode, crazy yet? Is it crazy yet? I, I, I was bored, so I turned oh, okay. it off because yeah. I was like, this is stupid and I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. The third episode is solely about whether or not she killed her husband and like the story with her and her husband. And I'm not even completely sure how tiger king joe is even related to that story he's like not aside from really trying to fuel the fire Mm -hmm. and then the episode after that was it it went back to him and it just was like more of the same shit and i was like i just don't care like i don't care enough to keep this going so i turned it off i was that was my stupid that was my thing is that i'm like i i don't care about these people i don't know find awful awful people i don't even find them interesting enough where i can be like that is an awful human being but I'm interested right so like which is you know what everything I like evolves around right you know so so that was my my problem but I was thinking maybe I just didn't watch it for long enough I didn't get invested enough but you're three and a half episodes in and that's what a quarter of the way at least into the whole the only thing I I thought was a little interesting that I did kind of want to know more about is in the third episode when they're talking about Carol and whether or not she killed her husband, they do go into her history and about how before Big Cat Rescue became Big Cat Rescue, her and her husband did buy tigers and breed them and sell them. Like she was a problem at first and then she decided to open a sanctuary or something instead so I'm kind of curious about that because she kind of plays it off like well my husband's the one who wanted to breed them and every time he traveled I would hurry up and 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 neuter them so we couldn't breed them anymore but it sounds like that's probably not true and she was like part of the selling and breeding game before she became an animal advocate. So I'm kind of curious about that and like what, how much of that is true and where that storyline kind of goes. But other than that, I was like, I just these people are the worst and they're not mm-hmm. even interesting. And mm-hmm. this I, I know this story like he abuses animals. Of course he does. They you know, they all do. So like I don't need to know anymore. I, I'm kind of good here, you know. I just I literally do not understand because the entire world, while they are missing the animal abuse and things like that, are like, these people are so interesting to watch. And they literally are not. They're not even so bad that they're good. Because, again, I like a bad show and I like watching people that I'm like, you're awful, but you're entertaining. But like, they're not. I mean, I think that I speak for all of us here is that we all have fascination towards like the worst people on earth. Yeah. It's different for each of us. But you yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know who I love. And I do. I'm I do fascinated know who you by. <laughs> and, um, but you know, like you could be awful, but you could also, for whatever reason, be fascinated or interested by certain aspects of like someone's life or mm-hmm. history or what right. they do. And I just like couldn't find that with any of these people. Yes. I couldn't yeah. find something to grab onto where I'm like, ooh, I, I'm like curious. Ooh, this is like so bad. That person is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so um, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't give it enough time because I didn't even no. make it through an entire no. episode. It was just upsetting because I think that, and again, this could, you know, it 
I don't know if later on the season it changed, but I just feel like, you know, essentially, like you said, the story is just revolves around the abuse of animals, right? The abuse of, um, well, abuse of people too. There's a lot of people in here that are abused as well, but it's about abuse. And it's almost like they're like, oh yeah, that's kind of there, but like, we don't have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, how can you not talk yeah. about that? How can that not be the center story? I think that yeah. even if that is in your story, I get it as like a filmmaker or whatever. Um, if you don't want that to be your center story, you're free to tell a story however you like. Mm-hmm. But it really does feel very much brushed aside. Like, don't worry about that. Not don't worry about that. But like, yes. but like, we have more, you know, interesting things to tell you than that. But like, that's not interesting. Right. It, 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 I was thinking, I said this when we recorded last week, and I, I kept thinking it when I was watching more of it yesterday, that there's, I, I still have no idea what these filmmakers, like, what is your point? Like, what is the point of this documentary? Because it's not to promote animal abuse. It's not to show me how awful this guy is. It's not to show me how awful this woman is, because you, you're flip-flopping back and forth. I really can't tell who who is supposed to be awful and who's supposed to be the the winner here, because there's, like, good and bad storylines about everyone. And it's almost more like it's, like, romanticizing these insane people under the guise of a story about animal abuse but because it's not about animal abuse at all it's it's like a soap opera it's like watching a soap opera look how crazy these people are and look at what they're doing but they're not really talking about the actual problem it's just a focus on look at look at these really crazy people you know it's just to give people something to to gossip about right Mm -hmm. or like look at this train wreck yeah that we could you know talk about later um because, yeah, I, I think that was just kind of, you know, I, I was thinking, so, so I, get, I get certain documentary styles, they go in and they want the audience to sort of like form the story on their own. But like you said, I just felt like even first episode, it was all for meandering. I don't know where any of this was going. What, yeah. what exactly I'm supposed to be looking at or paying attention to or having, you know, or to think about. Um, mm-hmm. It was just kind of, yeah. Yeah. What didn't really grab my attention, I guess. Other yeah, than I was just mad. I think they were showing, yeah. I was telling you, I was showing, they were showing a lot of, um, you know, what these zoos do, but they, but they're not necessarily, I think the general public understand that that's animal abuse. I think we see a lot of animal abuse in our daily lives, but we are never sort of like taught or, um, you know, never pointed out to us that, hey, this is actually abuse. And mm-hmm. we just kind of right. assume that this is a normal part of, you know, that the animal's enjoying it. You know, this is good for the animal. Um, and I think that they do show some of that, but then they don't point out to the general public or the audience that, hey, this is actually animal abuse, which I feel like is a big, um, selfishly for me, me as an audience, that I, I feel like they should, they, that was a missed opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Like, cause yeah, I think you right. mentioned the bottle feeding and things like that um, when you first yeah, went because, through the episode. Yeah, I mean, like bottle feeding, for example, happens because people don't know that that's abusing an animal. Like, why would you? You know, you're mm-hmm. bottle feeding a baby animal, and it makes sense. The baby needs to eat, and you're, you know, it's cute, and it seems to be enjoying that interaction with you because it's getting milk. Um, why would you think that this would be hurting the baby? And I think that that's what a lot of, you know, why these roadside zoos still get to operate is that they 
get away with a lot of things where the public don't realize that it's abuse and it's going to cause harm right. to the animals and they're paying to do all these things. Um, but so, which is, which is why, you know, I think those are the parts where you have to make more of a point of, cause everyone knows like, Hey, if you shoot a tiger, you're killing the animal, right. you're harming the animal, you're abusing the animal. Right. Like everyone knows that. So yeah, it's on the show, but there's a lot of places where they complain now that this is actually also abuse and that we should acknowledge that. And they don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs yeah. down. Yeah. There's a part in the third episode that I watched yesterday where they're, they have, it's so crazy. I, I have so many questions about why this Carol woman even agreed to be in this documentary, but that's besides the point, but they have all these videos of her from, you know, when she was way, way, way young and her and her husband first started their tiger business before they were rest, quote unquote, rescuing them. And when they were breeding them and stuff, they have all these videos of her talking about the business. And she literally says, you know, we take the babies away from their mothers as soon as possible because that helps us that that helps us to make them better pets. We can domesticate them if they're taken away from their mothers, which, first of all, you can't domesticate no. a tiger. But also <laughs> she's literally saying, like, we have to do this. We have to take them away from their mothers because we have to train them with bottles and we have to do this and we have to do that. And I'm watching it thinking so many people are watching and listening to this and thinking that that's OK, thinking that's mm-hmm. just that's fine. There's not a problem with that at all. You know, that, that that's that's just what we do. Whereas I'm sitting there going, she's literally saying it out loud and that's OK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are you what do you mean? <laughs> it's the craziest, craziest stuff. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, there is still a lot of misconceptions out there about large cats wild animals in the United States right now. And mm-hmm. the reason why, you know, a large reason why that that is, um, is because nobody's like talking about it. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about it um, as it is. So, so I think a lot of people go in with good intentions. Um, you know, like you said, people who see that and they go, oh, I can get a domesticated tiger and they can live a perfectly happy life and I can have this pet. Right. Great. Right. And then they go in and do it and, and, you know, not great. Bad news. So <laughs> bad news for everyone involved, especially the tiger or whatever animal it is that you acquired. Um, which, by the way, I don't know what the laws are in New York, but I know in North Carolina, you can legally own a tiger. I don't think you can in New York. I don't. I was gonna say I don't think yeah. you can in New York. I know you can in a lot of southern states, though. Wait, no, you're right because I think there's only like. Um, eight states in the in the United States where there's no laws against it. There may be county laws. So like, for example, you know, your county may say, no, you can't have a tiger in your backyard, but there's no state law that says that. Hmm. Owning a pet tiger is considered legal or is unregulated in eight states. Yes. North Carolina, Alabama, Delaware, Nevada, Oklahoma. That's where the Tiger King is. South Carolina, mm-hmm. West Virginia, and Wisconsin. All of those check out, I feel like. and you know what's funny is like i could go out and you know um this is really sad because uh we actually sat down we did it um i was like no 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 i don't want to do it but then you know the person i was with did it to show me because i was like hey we should try and do this but then i immediately regret it because it's too depressing but i was like hey can you just like buy a tiger online and and you can so you can get 100 percent. yeah you can just you know buy a tiger for anywhere between like a thousand to five thousand dollars a tiny baby cub um and then 
you know, have it shipped to you and whatever. So I can go, I living in North Carolina, maybe not where I live because the county might be like, Casey, please don't do that. We're going to seize your tiger. But if your county doesn't say, you know, you can, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of counties do allow you. So I could order a tiger online and keep it as a pet, quote unquote. But if I were to find like a little squirrel on the ground and I, you know, take it in and I raise it as my pet, that is not allowed that they'll come and they'll seize the animal because you can't take, you can't take a native animal and, um, domesticate it for, you know, very good reasons. Right. Right. But why, but that's okay for me to order a tiger and raise it. I literally don't. I understand completely why you can't like, you know, take a baby squirrel. Like that makes sense. We shouldn't take wild animals, but like, I don't understand the contradiction of, but it's okay if you order a tiger, like they'll just overnight ship it to you. Like, yeah. But, um, but you know, you can't have like some states that can and some states that don't because, you know, obviously if there are people breeding them, there's going to be people, there's going to be someone in New York mm-hmm. getting them. Um, uh, well, I was going to say, um, so the Big Cat Rescue where I volunteer um, and one day, maybe 20 years later, I will volunteer again because mm-hmm. the world has ended. Um they have so many large cats that came down from, um, like, they had one come from, from, from New York, Yonkers. New York. Really? Uh, someone I'm just sure. had, someone just had a, I don't remember what it was. It was like a serval or, well, it was something. It was something that you do not keep in your apartment in Yonkers, but someone did. I literally don't understand, like, even if you don't. You're not an animal activist. You're not a vegetarian. You're not a vegan. You just don't. But like, how dumb can you be that you think that a tiger or a serval or a bobcat or any of these wild, like that that would be like, okay to just keep in your house? Because you were browsing the internet and you go into some breeder's website and they're talking about how domesticated their wild cat is and how they can live in a home and be raised with your children and your family and look how cute they are and how beautiful and wouldn't it be sexy to own a wild cat and then you buy it and then that's what happens. And then you have people like the idiots on, you know, the stupid Tiger King show that are like, we've never been bitten. We've stuck our hands in their mouths. Look at it. Exactly. Well, like, they're so domesticated, you know, they're so, um, you know, we raise them by hand since they're cubs, you know, they're, they're, they're so domesticated and, and, you know, look how cute they are. And the second it's someone always- gets bitten, you know, who gets punished or shot, the tiger. Mm-hmm. Or, um, <laughs> you know, people who get these tigers and they become a tiger um, and are no longer able to provide care for their animals you know like what vet is going to show up and yeah sure i'll check your tiger can you imagine if we if we had a tiger and sarah showed up to our house she would (laughs) call the police but i just yeah or or um you know, this is someone that, you know, one of the volunteers was training me and she was saying something that people don't think about ever is like, if you had a tiger in your home, what if your house catches on fire? So, right. you know, amongst 
all these other concerns and problems that are all in that bucket, that shit bucket of problems. You know, how are you going to tell some firefighter, hey, I have a tiger in my house. Right. Can you just, you know. Can you get the tiger out? On top of risking your life for everything else, can you also risk your life by walking into a house, a burning house with a tiger? With a tiger. Yeah. Right. Cat, what are you what, looking at? Cat's I was gonna say, what like, are you doing? It's like she's I'm so reading. shook. I like, I like fell down. She the ordered a fucking tiger. Was, I ordered a tiger. I, I had to it. cancel it. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> they said no returns. I was filling out a comment. Um, no, because I found a um on the big cat rescue from the documentary. They have a page on their website that details state by state what is legal and what is not legal. So I was looking at New York and, you know, no surprise, New York is pretty on the up and up. But then I fell down the rabbit hole of reading her comments refuting the the documentary. And I just have to say that I'm sure the sanctuary you work for or you volunteer with, Casey, I know Danny and I's experience at Catskill, no sanctuary on the up and up would put this on their website. Like the... <laughs> I was reading some the, too because she refused. She's like, this, this is, is what happened with my husband and this is his family this is took my outrageous. money. outrageous. Yeah. Well, because... Yeah, this well, is outrageous. Well, well, it's because like it's hers, right? She doesn't have a board of right. people that she needs to answer to, which also no, like, is a problem. reputable person. Right. Yeah. No like reputable person would put this on their website. This is bananas the bottom line don was not easy to live with and like most couples we had our moments but i never threatened him i certainly had nothing to do with his disappearance when he disappeared i did everything i could to assist the police also there is a section on here i'm going to show you via skype really quick hold on and i flip my screen so what is the rumor the rumor is that she killed her husband and then she fed. She she stop zooming in on that meat grinder. This is on the Big Cat Rescue that's, website. That's Dawn. And it says that she's grinding. It says meat has to first be cut into one inch cubes, like you see here, to go through it. The idea that the human body and skeleton could be put through this is idiotic. There's <laughs> a little photo evidence for you. Can I can I say something? <laughs> Yeah, you I'm can say sorry. whatever you want. I'm sorry if you're squeamish. You guys are not, so I'm no. just going to say it. There's no way she grinds her cat's food through that tiny <laughs> grinder. How many cats she has? Hundreds of them? And she just sits at home and she grinds, grinds. meat, yep. tiny cubes, one-inch cube meat yeah. through that little kitchen meat grinder yeah. for all her cats? Yeah. What is that, like a Willem-Sonoma meat grinder that she has? <laughs> a picture of Willem-Sonoma vintage. Yeah artisanal meat grinder that she has over there i i saw that same thing kat when i first watched the episode i um the very first one and i was like i don't know anything about this big cat rescue and i saw like her refuting all of this stuff and she i i don't know that much about the sanctuary like we all thought or or it is good i don't know but all i'm what i do know is that like she makes a she made a fool of herself in the documentary and then she perpetuated it by putting all of that it's on the website. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like the rantings of a crazy person. Like she's clearly not being somebody needs to stop her. <laughs> yeah, does like it's nobody like, love her? Does nobody love her? And like they're calling her right now and be like, listen, Carol, girl, 
Ah. I'm I'm taking out of out of off of admin for all of your social media. Honestly. You are no longer to post pictures of meat grinders. <laughs> Not good. <sighs> what no. is her sanctuary like? Like is it I didn't even make it that far. Like what what about uh, it I mean, that other than it, her meat grinding, her husband and feeding into her tigers? <laughs> what about it is not it are like red flags? Oh, I, I guess the the argument is that like if you in the documentary, of course, it shows like huge crowds going and like it does oh, look. Okay, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It, it makes it look more zoo like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know the argument is that she also has them in cages, but like you don't really see enough to see how big of a space they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really don't know. Um, I, I had heard of this place before this documentary, and I had never heard any whisperings of it being a problem. So I, I truly don't know what her did, her situation is. Um, but I don't know. Because I'm curious to know, like, I see if this documentary were more well done, you would know more. Yeah, because, right. You know, of the details and if this person has really done the research. Um, because I would like to know, you know, exactly what about, you know, I'm sure her sanctuary is not certified, or not GSA certified or anything certified. But um, I, I also want to know, you know, what exactly that she does in her sanctuary that would be controversial for it to be called right. a legitimate sanctuary. Other than, mm-hmm. like, she's not a likable person and people rumor that she pulled her husband outside right. of that. So, so let's get down to, like, the truly interesting stuff. So it does say um, that they're accredited by the Global Federation of Sanctuaries, certified by Independent Charities of America. Um, they're a member of the Species Survival Network. I don't know what any of these things mean. Part mm-hmm. of a global coali- coalition, including HSUS, IFAW, WWF, blah, 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 and other animal protection groups who are working together to end big cat rescues. Um, and if you click on the Global Federation of Sanctuaries, that is a 501c3 nonprofit organization relying on generous donations, blah, blah, blah. They improve quality care at sanctuaries worldwide. I don't know. Yeah. I wish I knew more. Mm-hmm. Me too. Tell someone's us about- gonna like someone's going to like write you guys and be like, actually, on the fourth episode. Well, they can, <laughs> they can. It all like, turns I, around. I would love if they did that so that we don't have to watch more. Because like I'm not watching more. So like I no. hope someone writes in and tells us like on episode five they explain this. I'm gonna be like, good. Thank you for telling me that. Because like yeah, no. Tell us about your sanctuary, though, Casey. Like, what if you could volunteer there tomorrow, what would you be doing? <laughs> Where do they rescue their tigers and animals from? Tell us about I can't, them. I can't speak too much about it because I literally had two training sessions and then the world ended. Yeah. But um, they are, you know, they it does have a board of directors and uh, it's in North Carolina. And... Um, and it's it's definitely they they go to great lengths to make sure that um, the education is happening. Um, mm-hmm. They do tours, so that's what I'm volunteering as I'm doing like a uh, a tour guide, like you guys did at the farm sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the name of your sanctuary? It is. Um... <laughs> is it Carolina Tiger Rescue? Yes, yes. it is. 
Yes. They are also accredited from by the Global Federation of Animal Sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the same same people yeah. accredited you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why I'm curious to know, like, what exactly about her sanctuary is is controversial? I, I, like, I want to know. And Catskill. And, and Catskill. Farm Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all these things that you were saying about what she does. And Woodstock. Um, all these things that you were saying about what these what she does, they're not necessarily like huge red flags for me. So I feel like right. what a lot of people are saying about her that's like making her sound like the most evil person on earth. It's just like people don't like her. I think they just don't like right. her. Is that she's just batshit crazy? Yeah. 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 Is that she's just not a likable person? Yeah. And also, you know, of you know, all the a lot of the bad things that she did was, you know, before before her current Sanctuary. Again, I, I haven't seen the show, so if I'm like totally off base, then I'm sorry. But um, you know, a lot of the controversial stuff is, you know, the breeding and stuff like that is before now. So mm-hmm. so what is it about her organization now other than the large groups of people? Because that that's something that um the Carolina Tiger Rescue does not do. They do tours, but they really limit amount limit the amount of people they can go through. Um and they also only tour certain parts of the areas so that oh did someone just meow yes that's Dante (laughs) um so they have you know animals that are there and they don't like crowds so they just live their life in the sanctuary and then there are animals that don't mind crowds and they usually have certain ones that they pick out where they can tell a story and educate people about the public they're very very mindful about um how they talk about the tigers and um, making sure that people leave, you know, they have a really strong mission on how they want people to, uh, what people want the people to learn um, after the tour. Um, so, so they have a very, very clear mission. Um, so that's what I'm curious, you know, what this Carol's sanctuary is all about. Yeah. I started following your sanctuary on Instagram, Casey, because they do like live streams of the tigers painting and drawing and stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. Like with their little fun boxes and their little like toys and things, and it's really nice. Yeah, Yeah. they're and I think they do little tours too because they can't do the tour now. Mm -hmm. Um, so they've been doing the little tours on their little stories, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It looks like there's some very cute tigers. mm -hmm. And I know that uh, with this one, uh, the Carolina Tiger Rescue, they also have a history that's um, uh. They also have a history. They have a past as well. Sure. So they started off um, as a breeding program. Like some guy started as a breeding program and he was breeding tigers and he wasn't the best. And he had, you know, a reputation locally. Um, and then, you know, now it's completely, you know, in different hands and it's a different board. You know, it's not just that guy. It's like a different yeah. board of directors and they have a completely different mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only difference is like the location and the infrastructure is, um, you know, as remnants of that, they don't use a lot of what was used back then. They're expand. They've expanded a lot since then, and they they still have some animals that were from from then. So, oh wow, oh really? I think that mm-hmm, I think that um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these sanctuaries um, do have a past as well, where they eventually evolved, um, you know, to be something very different from what they started off to be. I do want to say, too, though, one thing that when watching the live streams um, from the sanctuary and things like that is so we've cleared this very much a couple of times. 
tigers are not pets. Period. No. Yeah. Um, that being said, with some of the things that the tigers do, I'm like, oh, my cats do that. I'm like, my cats are just like little <laughs> tigers. They do the same things. It's very nice. But we like cats are little tigers. Yeah. You guys, yeah. there's a sanctuary in California called Lions, Tigers, and Bears. And they have videos on their homepage, and it's a big bear eating a pepper. Oh. And the lions are just running around. It's so <laughs> nice. Just eating uh, a pepper. He's just eating a pepper. That's that so bear is nice. It's so nice. Lions and tigers and bears, it's called. That's so nice. Oh, my God. Where is it in California? Yep. Alpine? Yep. Alpine, wherever that is. (gasps) Ew, don't make that face. What did you see? I see the best animals. I want them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. The Greek tiger. Oh, look how nice they are. He came from Greece. You can't. Why did he come all the way from Greece? (gasps) Because he was living. He was a captive tiger living at the Trilaka Zoo in Greece. And they saved him. Wow. They got him out. Lions, tigers, and bears. Hanks. Maverick. Oh, Tigers are so God. pretty. I love this. That's so nice. Were you just looking at big cat rescues? I, I just I was looking at all the um rescues or all the sanctuaries that that organization accredited. Mm-hmm. And I just was looking by state to see like what sanctuaries I know of if they were on the list. And I came across this lions, tigers, and bears. Raja and Natasha. So nice. Hello, friends. Oh, so nice. Silent producer Andy here. It's at this point that Cherry Casey ball. just Look disappeared the from the audio recording. So we lost They're the so little bit of the end of what she had to say. Yes. Uh, in Anyways, general, I um, think I could sum it up Anything as else? I know we've, we've continued food on. Food is good. So it's you guys are so time. fun. You're so funny. Everyone should yeah, listen. Yeah, and 23 minutes in, friends. We're all best friends. This is, I mean, this is a great episode. Uh, wash your damn hands. But uh, now we'll just fast forward to no. the, the outro. And, I at least uh, get to... I, I hope you've enjoyed the tomorrow, so hour and 20 minutes eight. that we had, so Casey. have a little bit of a Okay, bye. Friday. Yeah, great. I guess that's it then. We can sign off. All right. Great. Yeah. All right. Well then, thanks. Thanks for coming. Great. Good Good night. night. Adieu.